Good morning. Today is February the 21st. It is 2024. This is the year of the Lord. This, <laughs> this is the year of the Lord. And this is Daybreak Live with the partial Nesbits. It's 2020. It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy. Grab your coffee and your Bible Listen to what the Spirit says It's time for Daybreak Daybreak It is What's up? 2024 Now there is a debate on whether or not I said it He did it. I'm going to go back and show him well, while y'all are finding us, we're going to sing Your Love, O oh Lord. Your love, O oh Lord, reaches to the heavens. Your faithfulness stretches to the sky.
stretches to the sky. Amen. Ruby. Hi, Ruby. Why weren't you singing, Ruby? Why weren't you singing, Ruby? All right. Beautiful people of Jesus. Good to be here this morning. Thank you, Lord. So I was asked yesterday where Michael is. Michael right now has a job with uh, Mr. Dylan Williams. and So he's having to go into work every morning now. He can't be with us. Uh, let's see. Lisa, for those of you wondering about Lisa, should be starting her trek home today. And Megan. Lisa and Megan, yes, of course. Why not Megan there? Yeah, they're starting their way home, so they should be back on daybreak in the morning. Praise the Lord for that. Looking forward to seeing my wife again. I miss her. Uh, so I would assume she's not going to be able to be on here out there today, probably getting ready to leave and heading to the airport. So let's jump in. Let's dive in to the Bible. And uh, thank you for being here this morning. Uh, this is, I, I named this Noah Part 2, and that's kind of how I'll do it, I guess, at this moment. I'll just say Noah Part 1, Part 2. And what we started studying yesterday is talking about the days of Noah. Why? Well, we were talking about yesterday the geopolitical landscape. Where do we think that we are at? And one of the things we discussed yesterday is we went to the Gospel of Luke and we looked at the teachings of our Lord and how he says, basically, it, it's not some, you're not looking so much as for the time I'm returning as you're looking for what's going on and the seasons around the time I'm returning. As we talked about yesterday, no man knows the day or the hour. And matter of fact, the Lord said, and we looked at this yesterday, you're going you're gonna to wish to see one of the days. You, you're going to wish you could see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you won't see it. Okay? But we also learned yesterday that the Lord said, um, don't worry about his return. It's not going to be unnoticeable. Uh, we noticed yesterday, it's like, uh, we're not, it's going to be impossible to miss his return. Nobody's going to miss it. It's not going to be in secret. And we looked at that. But he said, it's going to be like the days of Noah. So we're beginning this study for a few days. I don't know how long it's going to go. I just don't want to rush. Uh but what does that mean? What does it mean, the days of Noah? What does it mean, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, the days of Lot? What, what does that mean? So what is it that we're looking for? And that was yesterday, part one. So today is part two. And so now we're going to jump back to the book of Genesis, okay? The book of Genesis. If you want to be turning there, and I will put these things on the board. For you on the screen, I mean. So Genesis chapter 1, verse uh, Genesis chapter 6, excuse me, Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. It says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply 
on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them. Born of them, of men, excuse me, born to them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. Well, let's stop there and talk about this just a little bit. Uh, I'll take that off just for now, and then I'll put it back up. Let's talk about the, well, I named this the antediluvian world. We need to talk a little bit about what the world was like and try to get an understanding. We're trying to get a foundation and an understanding. So you know that God created Adam and Eve, and you know that Adam fell. Now, what we don't know, and the scriptures don't exactly tell us, is, but we assume Okay, there are some assumptions that time, that we are measuring time, do we measure it from the time he was created or from the time he fell? How long from the time Adam was created to the time he fell? Well, we don't know. And actually, the scripture doesn't tell us. It could have been the same day. You know, we don't know. We just, But we do know that he walked with God in the cool of the day. And then the genealogies... Uh, uh, is told to us about the multiplying of the earth, the good and the bad. We, I, I like to say the good, the bad, and the ugly from that old Clint Eastwood movie, right? But it tells about the mul multiplication of the earth. The first evil thing that we hear of after the fall is Cain kills Abel. And then the scriptures begin to tell us about Cain's line and about Abel's line. And so we start learning, and you can start putting this together, and you can check anywhere, and basically people say it's about 1,600 years. So when, when you go from Genesis chapter 1 to Genesis chapter 6, you're looking at a time period, uh, most believe, 1,600 years or thereabout. Now, when I added it, I don't, I don't remember what I got when I added it. It's been a long time since I added it. But let's just go with the normal charts that, that people put out, that scholars put out. 1,656 years. Okay. So now let's think about this just a moment. If there's 1,656 years or, or thereabouts between Adam and the flood, uh, the days of Noah and the flood, uh, this is very interesting because we know that Adam lived 930 years. And there's a there's a chronological order to the birth rate, uh, the birth of Seth's line. You remember, uh, Cain kills Abel. And then later it tells us how old Adam was when Seth is born. So now this is why I kind of start measuring time. Because when we speak of old we're speaking of aging. Well, aging didn't start to the fall, correct? Does that make sense? Aging wouldn't start. When I say I'm 55 years old, and if, if you've been watching Daybreak since I began Daybreak, you will see I've got grayer, I've got Way more wrinkles. Grayer. Huh? Way, Way grayer. <laughs> Stop it. 
grayer and grayer. I look older. I'll see one of the early day breaks, and I'm like, man, I'm really aging. What is aging? It's my body is aging, which means it's decaying. It's dying slowly. That's what's happening. That's what aging is. But what we read was when men began to multiply on the earth, we're talking about that time. Now, I wanted to give you just a few things. If we take the belief that it was 1,656 years. If we take that, here's what that means. This is pretty cool if you think about it. It means that Adam and Enoch, the seventh from Adam, the New Testament says Enoch was the seventh from Adam in that line. And Enoch, you remember, is the one that didn't die. God took him, tells us how long he lived. But it means Enoch lived together with Adam for 308 years. What? Okay, who is Adam's, I mean, Enoch's kid, Methuselah. He's the eighth from Adam, okay? And I jotted this down. It means Methuselah and Adam would have lived 243 years together. Their lifespans would have overlapped. Then Methuselah's son was Lamech. He's the ninth from Adam. And even Lamech, if we use that chart, it means Lamech and Adam spent 56 years on earth together. Now, why is this important? Lamech is Noah's dad. So think about this. I'm 55 years old. I'll be 56 this year. It means the whole span of my life, Noah, Noah's father walked with Adam, the original one that was created in the garden. So just like my dad would tell me stories about my granddad, Noah's dad could tell him stories about his great-great-great-great-great-grandfather who was Adam that was created in the garden. And his great-great-great-great-great-grandmother. Now, I said that this is very cool. This gives you a wisdom to Noah. So after the flood, when when there's a repopulation taking place and there's this wisdom coming down, it's like no one knows what he's talking about because his dad knew Adam himself. Now, this is very cool to realize these kind of things. Now, that to be, that's one thing. Number two, as we talk about this time, the anti-Diluvian flood, Antediluvian period means before the great flood of the day. And, and I want to take a moment here. I jotted this down. I want to be sure to say, say this. I cannot understand why people are so interested in movies and science fiction and you name it, and they're not interested in the Bible. Do you realize how interesting this book right here is? So here's what I wrote down. The Bible is, is a very interesting book. Here's what we read about in the Bible. We read about God, angels, myriads of angels. We read about seraphims. We read about cherubs. We read about archangels. Okay. We read about fallen angels that are known as gods or sons of gods in the Bible. We There's demons, devils unclean spirits, evil spirits, sorcery, magic. 
divinations, soothsayings. These, this is in your Bible. Ghosts, familiar spirits, same thing as ghosts. Talks about in the book of Leviticus, God tells his people, you do not mess with ghosts and familiar spirits. Casting spells is in the scriptures. Huh? Leviathan is it? Speaking to the dead. Necromancy is in the Bible. Calling up ghost dead people is in the Bible. In the New Testament. It's just amazing. Is it not? How interesting this book is. Now, this is why I say, guys, read it. Read the book. Jesus, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna just show how Jesus told about the scriptures and said, Did not God speak to you when he said, and then it would be something that Moses wrote? And Jesus himself, that you know is your Lord, Jesus said, That's God speaking to you in his day. Is not did did you not what he, Jesus says stuff like, Didn't you hear what God said to you? When he said to Moses, what God says to Moses, he said to us. It's amazing. It's just amazing. This book is absolutely amazing. And so that being said, we're talking about a time now. Now, what does this matter? Why does this matter? Okay, so multiplication, multiplying, multiplying, multiplying. Over 1,600 years at least. We know at least. And during this time, now we're in Genesis chapter 6, and now we're going to read about this, days of Noah. Why? Because this is what we're talking about. The Lord said, like it was, or as it was in the days of Noah, and then again he says, as it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. This is well attested to. Jesus said this over and over and over. Just like it was in the days of Noah. He didn't say just like. He says, as it was in the days of Noah. As it was in the days of Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah we'll get to later probably. Let's do let's do days of Noah and then if y'all want to we'll talk about the days of uh, Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah. Here's another thing that I jotted down that we need to talk about. And like I said, I want to take time. It's, in the next two days are going to be extremely interesting. I hope I hope it's interesting to you. There's not only it's not one fall that we read about when we think about the unseen world and the unseen realm. The realm, it, it is amazing. Science has revealed to us a lot of things. Some of the things that science has revealed to us is that in the spectrum of vision, we only see uh, a certain a part of it. There are things we cannot see. Uh, there are things we cannot hear. Dogs can hear things that we can't hear. There's sounds, there's sounds, but you can't hear them. And sometimes we think, well, it's not a sound if I can't hear it. That's not true. It's not real if I can't see it. That's not true. The very age that you live in, which is a sign of the latter days, the age we live in what's known as the nuclear age, right? Well, do you know that the uh, atom bomb, the atomic bomb, uh, the science that brought about that is all has to do with things that nobody can see? 
splitting atoms that you can't see? They discovered that there's an entire world and a science of a whole world that, that we can't see physically. Well, the Bible reveals a world that you cannot see with your physical eyes as well. And the Bible proclaims that that world is just as real as the one you can see. I'll just jump to one spot. I, I, I was not planning on doing this, so I didn't pull out the scripture. But there was a time when it, it was Elisha, the prophet, Elisha, Elisha, some people say it different. Uh, uh, an army is coming and his servant is scared to death. And Elisha prays to God and he says, God, open his eyes that he can see that there's more with us that, than be with them. And so there's an entire army of people. God answers the prayer of Elisha. Maybe one of you can look that up and punch in where that is. And God hears the prayer of Elisha and opens the eyes of his servant. And all of a sudden he sees flaming chariots and all the mountains around him. What happened? They didn't just show up. They were already there. But they're not visible to the normal sight. God has to open our eyes to see things like that. Just like today. If God were to open your eyes, this, this is why the Bible says things like, you're not wrestling against flesh and blood against principalities and powers, spiritual wickedness, and high places. Your eyes can't see these things, but they're real. And if you believe the Bible, there's, it's impossible to believe the Bible and not believe in the supernatural, meaning things that supersede our natural abilities of understanding sight and hearing and things like this. You cannot believe the Bible and not understand these kind of things, or not believe in these things. Just Thursday night. This is where this study is going, okay? We're going to talk about these kind of things, demons and fallen angels, and what what's the deal? Thursday night Bible study here at home, we're in the book of Acts. And in the book of Acts, chapter 19, there's these seven sons of Sceva, these uh, sons of the high priest, and they're exorcists, and uh, they see the victories and the success of the Apostle Paul. And so they go to cast out this demon in the book of, it's in your Bible. It's in the book of Acts. It's after Pentecost. It's after salvation has come. It's after the cross. It's after the Holy Spirit has come upon the earth. It's as the gospel is going forth. It's in your scriptures. In chapter 19. So, <laughs> These seven sons of Sceva, they're like, we adjure you, King James Version, we adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, come out of them. Come out of him. This demon manifests in this man and speaks. Can demons speak through people? Yes, they can. It's in your Bible. The demon manifests and speaks and says this. Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? That's in your King James Bible, King James Version Bible. Other version, you King James would probably say, Jesus I know, Paul we've heard about, or Paul I recognize, 
It's according to the version. But all of them is saying, I know who Paul is. We've heard, I mean, we've heard about Paul. We know who Jesus, we know the name of Jesus. They did. They knew him while he was there too. We're getting into this. Well, see, this is fascinating, is it not? How can you understand what's going on in your life, in your church life, in your family's life, in the culture around you, what's happening in government, if we don't understand something about the fallen realm of fallen man, fallen demons, fallen angels, demonic, unclean spirits? You gotta have some kind of a, at least a little bit of grasp so that you can understand that there's things going on behind the scenes. And that's what we're learning about here. So there was three falls. There's the Garden of Eden and the fall of Adam and Eve. Then there's the days of Noah that we're reading about, and we're going to finish reading in just a moment. Oh, my gosh. Time has flown. It's 27. 20, okay, look. I don't know that I can do these in 20 minutes. Just too much in them. So, and then there's the fall of Babel. So basically, there's the casting out of man from God's presence in the first fall. There is the, the restart of what we're reading in Noah. And then in the days of the Tower of Babel, there's the uh, God dividing the people up into tribes to separate them. To, because when man gets in unity and all of that rebellion rises up against God then it brings a mess upon the earth. So let's just leave off there today then. We'll put this back up. And, and then tomorrow what we're going to do is get talk more about right here in chapter 6. We're going to talk about this wickedness and we're going to start diving into why was it so bad? How bad was it? We want to look at that tomorrow. And why was it so bad? And, and began the study of who are these sons of God that saw daughters of men? What is he talking about? I think you'll be fascinated. If you've never read or studied this, I know you will be fascinated. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being here this morning. Again, I want to say, if you know of anybody that is interested in this, you might want to tell them. Uh, now, I only say that because I noticed yesterday... Uh, didn't get as, you know, not as many people was watching it as they usually do. That doesn't matter. I don't care about as many, uh, how many people watch it, but I do want to make sure that it's interesting to you and it's something that you want to do. Uh, so I love you guys. Thank you for being with us and thank you for praying for us. Thank you for praying for Brother Bernie. And uh, we're, we're just going to keep on going, okay? We're going to keep on going. We'll see what God wants to do. Again, remember, Text me if you have a specific question you want answered because I'm trying to think of every question you might ask and I'm going to try to jot it down and cover it. But I don't know. You might have one that I don't know. So let's get off here for today. We'll come back tomorrow. Let's say our prayer. Our, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Remember, Jesus said, if you don't forgive others, your Father won't forgive you. So be sure 
that you're forgiven. When you stand and pray, be sure you forgive. God bless you. Lord willing, we will see you in the morning, 8 o'clock. Bye.